Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to Stretford Paddock. This is the Paddock Podcast and today we are going to be talking about Manchester United's make or break week or two weeks really, isn't it? Between now and the end of the season, it could go from being the best season in a decade to worse than the one that saw Louis van Gaal get sacked. Now, that is literally the situation Manchester United are currently in. I'm joined by Jay Motty. How you doing, mate? I am, I'm good, bro. I'm really good, yeah. Um, you were talking about this before. You make a great point because at the minute, things are good, yeah. right? I think it put into context of the expectation of Eric Ten Hag when he came in, the sort of... We were speaking ahead of the season and we all said, mm. pretty much me, you, Steve McCola and almost everyone we had on the channel during that summer and, and around the beginning of the season, top four in a trophy yeah. is the target. Yeah. That's what we sort of, not just expect, but hope for. Yeah. I think a lot of us would have said, if we just get top four, we'll stomach that. Yeah. There may even be one or two just said, just get a trophy. Yeah. But top four in a trophy was like, if he achieves that, he's done well. So he's done that, almost. I mean, we're almost there yeah. with top four. I know we've still got to get one point from our next two home games. Yeah. But if we can get two trophies and top four, yeah. and in the process of getting one of those trophies, beat Manchester City in a cup mm. final, stopping them winning a treble, then that would be that would be phenomenal. That would be like ridiculously good for a first season. Compared to how we were doing last season, we were struggling. Yeah. Cup competitions were dreadful. In the in the league, we were just as bad. Everyone was at a sort of low ebb. Eric yep. and I came in and you're thinking maybe it's going to take him a little while to, to, to sort of fix this mess. Then we had the issue of, oh, the start we had where we lost at home to Brighton, lost at home, away at Brentford, bat- battered away at Brentford. And you're like, this, is a, this could be a, a bit of a disaster. And yet to come back the way he has, to yep. get that top four, to get a trophy, I just think is, you know, it is very good. But there's potential. I don't think there's potential for this season to be awful. I just can't see us not winning one of our last two games. I just can't. 
There is potential, though, for this season to be amazing. Mm. Because I think winning those two trophies and beating City in that cup final, beating City in the FA Cup final for the first time ever would be unreal. Doing it while stopping them winning the treble, yes, it's annoying that they could go on and win the Champions League, but to still be the only team left that have done the treble in England yeah. would be great. And also that thing of expectation to reality, like Liverpool last season, they won two trophies and finished a, a whisker away from winning the league in second. That's a you know not a great season, but a good season. And it was like, as United fans, we could almost laugh at their season. Do you know what I mean? And Liverpool fans and Liverpool players were gutted at only winning two trophies because going into the last week of the season, they could have won a quadruple. So obviously it would be frustrating and horrendous for, for City to win the Champions League, which I think they will. Um, if we stop them winning the treble, there will be that air of this is nowhere near as bad as it could have been. Yeah. And also, if we weren't, you know, if they were already well out of the FA Cup, I think that there are like they could win the the Premier League and the Champions League, and it feel a lot worse than this if we stop them. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah it'll yeah. almost be like they only won the Champions League in the in the Premier League. That's not bad. Whereas otherwise, it'd be like fucking hell, they finally won the Champions League. We can turn this whole situation into a relatively, obviously not quite, but a relatively positive one for United, where we've had a good year by our standards and we've stopped them equaling our best ever year. That could actually be pretty good. Do you think? Yeah. Obviously, if United don't get top four now, then we don't deserve it because you can't, you know, Fulham and Chelsea at home or Chelsea and Fulham at home uh, as your last two games. If you don't get a single point from either of those two, that would be just almost unthinkable. But if we just do think about it for a minute, United started the season with two losses in a row. If we were to end the season with two losses in a row, now I'm not going to, I don't want to focus on this because I think it is so unlikely. Where would that leave things? Let's say we did lose these next three games. Liverpool pipples to top four, City pipples to the FA Cup and win a treble. I genuinely think that that would, I think that could completely derail things. I don't want to, you know I mean, I don't think it will happen, but it can still happen. Do you know what I mean? That's a possibility. Do you it'd, be, like, it'd be difficult if that happened, and I don't think it will, Yeah. To, to keep, for me, to keep the faith with Eric Tonight. Would it? Yeah. It would be difficult. I'm not saying I'd turn on the manager and go, he's got to go, but yeah. it would be hard. Yeah. The, the hardest one in all of that, believe it or not, would be the Scousers getting top four. Yeah. Be, getting beat off City in the FA Cup final, I kind of expect it. could it, happen, Because they're it? the yeah. better team. They've got a bigger squad. Even with the Champions League final on the horizon, they can still rotate. They've only got one player injured as well. Yeah, they, they rotated okay. the other day against Chelsea, where they played, they played, practically played the Rezies. Yeah. And they, they ne I know Chelsea are pretty poor this season, but they never got out of second gear and they still yeah. won it reasonably comfortably yeah. and they brought on some of the big ones towards the end I mean they've just got a huge squad of quality yeah. we haven't got that when you look at our bench sometimes you look at it and you're going okay if we need someone to affect changing this game who've mm. we got there's Garnacho when he's fit great option then you go oh there's Alanga Fred. Alanga hasn't scored in about two years yeah he's no I'm probably being a bit uh, OTT there it's not two years is it it's, what is it 18 year? months 18 months sorry yes yeah, so it's not that when was it OTT. January or February last year yeah. when we played Atletico so 14 15 months so it's yeah. poor yeah. in terms of his return I do like the kid but we've got to be honest yeah, he's yeah, nowhere yeah. near the level that you need of that Fred depends what Fred you're going to get yeah. McTominay Ditto and Vegos yeah. there's no one there no. where you go yep They've got Alvarez, because they had a benchmark, so we'll talk yeah. about him. Alvarez comes in, he's Foden. got, what, 20 goals. Foden comes in, he's like one of the golden boys of English yeah. football. He's, got, he's won five Premier Leagues at the age of 23, yeah. or whatever he is. I mean... Usually Mares is on the bench Mahrez, at the minute as well. there's another one there. Then you've the, probably got a Calvin Phillips on the bench. One of someone like Bernardo Silva or Gundogan yeah. or 
another midfielder who just would walk in at any team in the yeah. world. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. And then the they've levels. usually, they, they will have two of Laporte, Diaz, Akanji, Ake, and Stones. Two of them are on the bench. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. yeah it's, like, it's, so it's you just look at not that really comparable you, to anyone, you think is it? That's, it's a different world from where we're at. Yeah. So the FA Cup final is one thing. We lose that, you can stomach it. It'll be, it'll be difficult to stomach, but you can do. But if we were to lose the last two home games, and let Liverpool in into the top four. I don't know. I just I've got to be honest. I just don't know how you can sort of rationalise that. No. How you can go? Oh well, that that you know, it happens. Especially when you look at the level of opposition we've got in those two games. If yeah. we were playing City and Liverpool in the last two home games, you'd go, okay, that's difficult. Yeah. Chelsea and Fulham. No disrespect to those two sides, but the the sort of mid table ish mm. for a reason. Can Fulham still get European football of any description? Chelsea are just absolutely sort of cast adrift of anything, aren't they? They can't get relegated. No chance of European football. They've got literally nothing to play for. Can Fulham get... Fulham are 10th at the minute. Right. How far one game to play. Yeah. And they can't get any higher than that. Right, no okay. What so happens. they're both they're both just in that yeah. centre of the centre of the river. You know, they're not getting to shore either side. Like, surely United can just... We need one point. And it is mad because, like, I, I agree with you. I think because it's so unlikely, you can say it. We're not sat here saying, oh, Ten Hag is going to get sacked because I don't think it will happen. I don't think anyone does. But if we were to lose those two games, like you said, just because of how things change and how the media and social media affect the sort of the conversation around a manager, I genuinely think with new owners, we saw what Todd Burley did at Chelsea, there is a situation where he doesn't end next season as United's manager. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If, if we were to get um, fifth place after everything that's happened this season. However, on the other side of it, if we finish fourth and win the FA Cup, it is comfortably United's best season since 2013. Like, not even close. I think already it will be. We, we, we haven't finished top four and won a trophy in the same season since Sir Alex left. So, despite the fact that it's only the League Cup, that's still better than an FA Cup and sixth, I would say. And it's better than a Europa League and a, and a Carabao Cup. And was it fifth under Jose? Or sixth again? Yeah. Um, yeah, we won two trophies that year. But, you know, I, personally, I think I would prefer top four and a trophy than not top four and two minor trophies. Would you agree with that? Or do, do you think that's a sort of toss of a coin? Yeah, no, I, you want Champions League football yeah. next season. You do. Th that's the thing. It's like, we should be in that competition. The Europa League just doesn't hit the same way. No. And it can affect you. I know it's not the be-all and end-all. We still had a very good summer, that summer where we brought in Mkhitaryan, Pogba, Zlatan, and we weren't in the, in the, the Champions League. But mm. some players will look at it. Like, for example, if you're trying to get Harry Kane mm. and you're going to come to United, we've got Europa League football next season, and he's 30, or he will be when the time of season starts. It's not that attractive, is it? No. You think I'm 30 years old and I'm not going to be in the Champions League and the, the one big move that I make. Mm. You, you need Champions League football. I'm just sorry I've seemed a little distracted. I'm yeah, just yeah. trying to find, I can't, I've done a Google. I can't find the last time United lost two home games in succession in the league. I think, I think actually, I might know this one. Cool. I think it might be Manchester United season and I think it's 2000 to 2001. The fact that you might know that is genuinely astonishing. Because there was a season. <laughs> Surely we've lost two home league oh, games no. in 20 years. Oh, no, you know years. what, I'm wrong. It was because I knew we lost a load of games at the end of the season because Fergie, we'd won the league. And Fergie yeah. didn't care about points records and all these other 
sort of frivolous yeah. nonsense that everyone seems to care about. When Fergie won the league, he started playing the kids. Yeah. Right, it's your chance now. Get some games under your belt and show us whether you're ready for next season or whatever. So in 2001, we won the league by April. Mm. I think we broke the record for the earliest we've won it. So for Derby, Southampton and Spurs, he rotated and we lost all them games, but only one of them was at home. Right. I just it's the, it's the Derby one that I remember in particular because it was like, I think they were really struggling and mm. he just did that thing where he was just like, he wasn't bothered. <laughs> he was just like... Sure, did we not yeah. lose two home games in our own to Solskjaer at any point? Back when the sort of the away record was uh, keeping us that's afloat. That's a good point. Yeah, do you know what? In Solskjaer, it must be out under... Yeah, do you know what? Was was that around the... Uh, the Burnley time? No, I, well, I'm thinking of City Liverpool. Was Were those back-to-back games? Um, under Last season? Yeah. I forgot about that because I'd sort of erased them both from my memory. But you might have a point there, bro. Where let me just have a quick look here. I know this isn't great. No, we'll go. Well, I, I, I can because no, no. Well, yeah, that yeah. is. You're right. Nailed it. Two back. The back-to-back home games were Liverpool and City. So we lost five yeah. 0 to Liverpool. Facts. Oh no, yeah, we lost five 0 to to Liverpool, and then two 0 to, to City. So those were back-to-back. We had Spurs away in the middle of it. But in terms of actual back-to-back games and them both being at home. I can't, I, I can't find one. Yeah. Uh, also as well, that was as bad as I've seen Manchester United playing yeah. in those, around also, that time. And this season, I think United have gone, I think it's either 13 or 14 wins, four draws, one loss at home. So our home form has been sort of almost title contention worthy. Mm. If we could replicate that away, I would be stunned if, if we don't get top four, one point from two. And that's assuming Liverpool win their last game, which... We think they will, but you don't know, do you? You know, they, they could have easily lost that it, game it, of the day. It, yeah, it just it'd be the most amazing capitulation back because when it's happened before with United teams, you've seen it coming. Yeah, like you saw the wheels coming off under Ollie. Yeah, you saw the wheels never really being put on under Ralph Ragnick. Mm. We've seen it in the past under Van Gaal. There was a time, in fact, there might have been in a, a time under Van Gaal. We were, I don't know. I think we lost a, a more away away games, but I'll have to double check. But you could see it unraveling. With Tenag, we've just been doing really well. Yeah. I think the only issue we've had is against the top teams away from home. So if these games were, if Chelsea were flying and Fulham were flying and they were both away, then you go, okay, we might have an issue here. Mm. But at home against two teams, that one who've done better than everyone expected, done well, another team who have been the worst Chelsea team I've ever seen. Mm. And I know people might go, well, under uh, Jose, before he got sacked, they were lining 15th, whatever. But, but they still rallied and ended that yeah, season in the top half. Exactly. Was it, was it 10th or whatever it was? And fixed them. Yeah. This team has just got worse as the season's progressed. They were mm. poor. They were patchy under Petuchel, sorry. Pretty poor under Potter. Abysmal. They've literally been so bad Lampard. that Frank Lampard might have to stop being a football manager. Yeah. Like, and I don't even mean that as like, a, oh, isn't it funny taking the piss out? Genuinely, yeah. Frank Lampard's Everton and Frank Lampard's Chelsea sort of tenures this season might be the end of him. If you if he was if he was on if he was on a stock market, and yeah. you bought stocks in Frank Lampard. Done. At, at the beginning of the season, they're worthless now. You just declare you, bankruptcy. Yeah, you can't give them away. Covered, covered in your own piss yeah. in a doorway. You cannot you sell the them. pain away. Exactly. Lamps, lamp stock cannot yeah. be sold. It, it's crashed. Lamp coin. You may as well go and buy stocks in Enron. Yeah. They're like, it's it's over. Lamp coin is at an all time low. I've got some super chats and some comments yeah. and we'll get into other stuff. Uh, Man United Scout, who's been a member of the first team, member of the, uh, our members for 33 months, says, I've done a day to drive this season. We are yet to win a Love game this. when trailing at half time. We've only, we've also, sorry, only lost two halves of football at home all season. That's wow. quite That's an very interesting good. little stat there. We had there. to win a game we were losing at half time. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, I guess he's right. Yeah. But I, I don't I, feel I, like I have does no reason to question him. Jamie Burton says, get top four versus Chelsea. Give minutes to others versus Fulham. Would love Butland to get a debut. Grew up in the same area as me in Bristol. I always love little stories like that. Like, just... I know this guy. Let's give him a mm. let's give him a shot. And yeah, it'd be good to see. It'd be good to rest players ahead of the FA Cup final. To be honest with you, because that's my my worry is if we say we lost to Chelsea at home, yeah. then you go in that football game. You need a win. You've got to play your strongest team mm. because everything's on that, isn't it? So it's just not ideal with that game on the third as well. Um, Glenn F says, "I know you weren't asking me, but I think I would take losing the FA Cup if Inter win the Champions League." There's a good question. Would you take losing the FA Cup if Inter won the Champions League? So, but if I don't take that, then we'll just leave it up to how it is. Like we might win it or we might not. So, what? No. Would you lose the FA Cup final? Yes. Now, if someone offered it. Yes. The devil oh. offered it. Said, "Listen, Joe. Listen, Smith. devil boy. Devil boy. That's what he calls me." Yep. I'm his little sidekick. I'll do side a deal with you. Go on then. You lose the FA Cup final, mm. but City lose yeah. the Champions League final. And then I say back to him, which is what I've already asked, what is the alternative, Mr. Devil? You leave it to... Leave it to play out as yeah. it may. Yeah. So they could lose them both. Yeah. Or would you, yeah. No, fuck the, it, the I'll take say, it. I hate that I'm yeah. saying this, I'd take it. Yeah. Would the you? Flip side is, because that way, not only are they not winning the treble, they're yeah. also not getting their first Champions League for definite. Yeah. But then we haven't won. Oh, shit. Jen. Would you take winning the FA Cup final? If it, it meant, meant they, they won. won yeah, well, there you go then. League. I'll ask, answer your question with a question. They are now the two parameters. Yeah. You get to win the FA Cup, but they yeah. win the Champions League, or yeah. we lose and they yeah. lose. Yeah. I'd win. Yeah, me too. You don't know how to twist that narrative as well. Mm. Like, well done. You've won a Champions League. You've won the one one fewer than Nottingham Forest. Yeah. You've well, won the same as Villa. Yeah. Well done. Well done. You've yeah. won the, the same amount of trophies as us this season. Yeah, exactly. And also, your league yeah. has only got one word in it. Ours has got league and cup in it, which means <laughs> ours is twice as good. Like, beating City in the FA Cup final, yes. stopping them in the treble. Yeah. Like, Would you take it the other way though, where it's just open to the way it's going to be, you, but or you can guarantee that City will lose that final, but they beat us. I, I've drunk the Kool Aid, me. I think we'll do them in the final. Fucking hell. I do. Good lad. I don't know why. Maybe it's me. Talking. I think it is. I can actually feel it beating. You're <laughs> right. I'm like the more I think about it, I'm like oh. your arm isn't aching, is it? No, don't worry. I'm not no. about to have a stroke. Good lad. Um, but I, I think we can. I think we'll do them. Good lad. I do. I just, I think Ten Hag will step up. He steps up when you need him, Ten Hag. At really big times, yeah. When it's been like this, like is the it. Sevilla semi-final. The Sevilla, no. Oh, like no. If, I wish it was the same. Was it the quarter? <laughs> the Sevilla quarter-final. <laughs> like that wasn't a seminal moment. It wasn't really. a big moment. Was like, it? no. Let's have it right. Yeah. That Champions League, uh, Champions League, Europa League quarter-final wasn't the be-all and end-all. No. The Liverpool game at home could have been the end of his career mm-hmm. at United. It could have gone full Frank De Boer. Yeah. It? If we'd have like, lost the first three games, games the and then yeah. you lose home to the Scousers, you might be getting your P45 sunshine, but he steps up and he, yeah. got that, he got that win. He's done it a few times this season where you think, 
this is it. Getting that first trophy. The Carabao Cup final at Newcastle could have gone wrong. Yep. You need that win. You need to get your first trophy. He did it. Yeah. He's the thing City with at him home is, is another one. He's ending all of the comparisons to all the recent failed managers. Like the the the, the main criticism of, of Ole was that he didn't have that sort of killer instinct to get you over the line in a, in a final or in a trophy. Semi-final FC and all that, losing to um, Villarreal in the final. Ten Hag wins his trophy first time. Yeah. You know, we, had, we were the better team, we, did, we should have won, and we did. Comfortable. Like, the, the main criticism of Jose was, you either go for one or the other. You either, we sacked it all in, in the, in the Premier League, basically, you know, who cares, from Christmas onwards to win the Europa League. Yes, we got it, but it, it was sort of seen that we couldn't do both. The next year, we went for the league, fell short, finished second, and didn't win any trophies. Ten Hag, is, he's won a trophy, and we're probably going to get top four. Do you know what I mean? Like, these are the things that they were all sort of criticised yeah, for. And also, Jose point. was criticised for, you know, slagging off the players making it all about him. The way Ten Hag talks in press conferences, it's all about us as a team. It's about the unit. He, he brings in some of that sort of Ole arm around the shoulder stuff, but then he's got that kind of fierce, he's definitely the leader feeling that Jose had. I think he's, he's doing well to separate himself from the previous managers we've had, and I think he needs to keep doing that. Um, before we carry on, Jay. Go on, talk to me. Have you seen the weather recently, by the way? Yeah, it's Have warm. you seen? So for the next 10 days, 21, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 18, 19, 20, 22. That's how many degrees it's going to be outside. Is that warm? Yeah. That's very deliciously warm. It's t-shirts, it's shorts, it's cardigans weather, right? And in this sort of weather, Jay, you need manscaped. Yes, yeah? you do. The global right. leaders in below the belt grooming. Yeah, yes. they've got some of the best tools for the spring cleaning that goes on inside your pants. <laughs> yeah. That's just over there, other side of the oh, table. Uh, other side of the table. In Jay's it. pants, there yes. we go. And if you use well, the code DEVILS20, you will get 20% off and free shipping with Manscaped. Now, Jay, tell me why Manscaped is different to all these other old sort of nasty-ass trimmers that you might have used in the past. Well, for starters, you've got to look at how many people yes. use Manscaped. Dozens. Right. Millions. Oof. Eight million men worldwide. That's right? how many dozens is that? Exactly. Well, I used to groom myself with a lawnmower. Yeah. Do you know how many men do that? <sighs> only Thousands. me. Well, when I oh. asked in A and E, there was only yeah. me in there that was, well, you know, in the emergency room because of what they'd done to themselves trying to shave the pubes with a lawnmower. And you, I mean, you, so you used to use that a makes me think it's quite rare. You know what I used to do? Go on. I'd, I'd, I'd pop the old chap in an empty tuna can. Yeah. And then just lower the whole business into a, a tank of piranhas. And how many people do that? More than you'd think. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the, but forums, not 8 the million. forums were very detailed, but not, not 8 million. Not 8 million. That's and it's a thing. dwindling number every day. 8 million trust Manscapes yeah. for a reason. And I'll give you the reasons. Because when you shop with Manscaped, not only do you get 20% off and free shipping when you're using our code, yes. also, you're getting the performance package yeah. that's got the lawnmower 4.0, not an actual lawnmower like what I used, the lawnmower technology, the proper stuff that you want, 4.0. Yeah. It's got the crop preserver, yeah. the crop toner, the shed travel bag. Yeah. So long does it look the part and smell the part, you've yeah. got somewhere to put it. Yeah, and you've got the weed whacker as well, the ear and nose hair trimmer. Men the great thing about the, that. the performance package, it's like a one-stop shop for yeah. everything you need to build and maintain the ultimate spring summer bod. And also, you've got the box of briefs. Oh, and the rest. Anti-chafing technology. How was your anti-chafing? She's all right. She's I on, saw her recently, she's on, actually. She's on tablets. Very red. Yeah, she's it's a side effect from the tablets. She's the on. chafing. Yeah, it's, yeah. But you won't have any chafing with, uh, uh, with Manscaped <laughs> skin-safe technology, <laughs> will you? 
Do you know yeah. what? I even say the anti-chafe thing when you're not here. Do you? I say if Joe was here, he'd say I was your anti-chafe um, Anyway, you get all that. Yeah. Free shipping, 20% off. If you go and check out the code, or go and use the code, sorry, Devils20. There's a link in the description. Manscaped got you covered this spring as we look ahead to summer as well. As it gets warmer, they have got you covered. The leaders in the below the waist grooming. Your balls will thank you. And a big thank you to Manscaped for sponsoring this podcast. Two words for you, Jay. Mohammed Kudus. Two words. Go on. Tell me more. Well, he's a, uh, a an Ajax attacking midfielder. Slight. Yeah. He can sort of he can he fa he pops up in those attacking areas. You know, sort of Bruno Fernandes, <laughs> where yes, you're the attacking midfielder, but playing off the right, coming in as that yeah. sort of false nine at times. Yeah. Uh, plays for Ajax. David Ornstein today has been talking about Manchester United's interest in him. He said exclusive. Mohamed Kudus declined one-year extension at Ajax in April and informed the club of his wish to leave. Contract till 2025, so two years after this year. Um, and Ajax tend to sell at this stage, likely to take around 40 million. Likes of Arsenal, Manchester United and Newcastle tracking the 22-year-old, although not a current top target. Do you know much about him? What are you laughing at? Because I, I said to you, yeah. here's two words. Uh, so I've got two words for you. Tell me more. Yeah. There's a few people saying that's three words, Jay. You're joking. <laughs> you can't even count to Even two. Ross Murphy. Come on, bro. How long, how, many, how long have you been watching this podcast for? Uh, let me just get through some super chats that I didn't have time for before, and then I'll get into yeah, this Kudos thing. Yeah, I want to hear about Kudos. Yep. Uh, Fergal McClement says, is it possible for Martinez to be back for the final? Uh, Ten Hag has said not, so barring that being some sort of, like, tactic, I think no. The uh, Tellefson, oh, sorry, the, no, sorry, Tina Tellefson, Totoko, who's been a member of the Academy for nine months, says Arsenal was happy to go out of the Europa League and they told the people it was a blessing and they, and top of the league, that they lost. Haha, <laughs> funny. I know. Um, well, I've added the haha, <laughs> funny bit. Uh, Patrick Cassidy, who's been a member of the Academy for 29 months, says up the paddock. Oui. Yeah, so this kid from Ajax, can I shock you? No. Oh, yes. I don't know anything about him. You haven't managed to garner much interest in him. <laughs> That's because he's from Ghana, so there's a little hint No, for I mean, I can look at the stats. Show me the stats. He's obviously, I mean, he's got, obviously, he's this got is seven obvious. goals for Ghana, which is good. And like, he's got 18 goals this season for 40, in 40 games for Ajax, which is a good return. Yeah. I don't know if he's the answer, but you were talking about how if we are going to get a striker, I know this kid's an attacking midfielder, we're going to get a striker, we get Harry Kane, and then we can get another one who's mm -hmm. cheaper if we have a scouting system. Because I've always said, get two strikers in the summer, I've been saying that, yep. and you've sort of worked out how that can be done. So, if we are going to do that, and if we are going to buy Kim Min Jae, which everyone seems certain we are. Which we'll talk about that yeah, a bit more in a minute as well. And we are potentially going to bring in another goalkeeper. Have we got budget, room, scope for this kid? Yeah, I think, uh, as David Ornstein said there, not current top target, which means he's kind of on the radar along uh, a, a sort of a pretty hefty list of others usually, isn't it? And yeah. It's one of them, I think, because of the links with Ten Hag. I don't know how long he's been at um, Ajax for, if you could just sort yeah, of check I'm that out. Yeah, I'm just looking now. He's um, been there for three years. So he's obviously well within the, the, the Ten Hag kind of remit. He, he, he'll he know about him. He'll know roughly yeah, how good he is. Yeah, he's had two seasons at Ten um, Hag. Um, and I think he's, this, this season, I think, is his best or sort of most productive season. Oh, yeah. Easily. Um, yeah. Easily. So maybe he doesn't quite know the extent of his quality, but he'll certainly know the talent and the type of player that he is. And I know I don't just want us to only buy from Ajax now, because if we bought all of their players, we would be worse than we are now. Do you know what I mean? We're better than Ajax. But 
he will know the gems. And I know for a fact that what we've got out of um, Lisandro Martinez far and away exceeded my um, uh, expectations of him and, and that transfer because for 45 or 50 million quid, whatever it is, I think we've got one of you know, one of the best centre-backs in the league. So if, if, if Kudus could be a, a similar kind of star, then obviously I'm all for it. And I think that link to Ten Hag is something that makes me think, right, if we get him, I'm, I'm right behind it. Do you know what I mean? So we'll have to wait and see, but interesting and worth pointing out that United are interested or certainly tracking you, you, you uh, make Kudus there. a great point there about the whole Ajax thing yep. and Eric Ten Hag. And I remember Carl Anker when we had him on once. Not recently. We had him on the other day. He was fantastic. Go and check him out when he was on the brew. You've not done. But I remember him, I think in the previous time he came on a podcast, or one of the podcasts, talking about how Tanang needs help and reining in a little bit and not you shouldn't just let him do everything. And yeah. he's the one who's saying all the players we sign and then we go with that. Now you mentioned there about Ajax and mm-hmm. buying players from Ajax. And now that at some point could be detrimental because you yeah. just, repl- you know, you're bringing in players that are good enough for the Eriva Divisi. Yeah. Some of them are good enough for the Premier League, like Lissandro Minas obviously is, and I'd argue Anthony is as well. Yeah. And even Tyrell Malassia is a, a sort of rotation. But you're going to get to a point where some of them aren't. Yeah. Some of them aren't good enough to win your titles. No. If that's what we're aiming for. I don't think you can just keep buying players from Ajax. No. There has to be a limit where you go, right, this kid's probably not up to it. And also, he wasn't always playing under Eric Tanag. He was in the team like yeah. was, you know, he was quite a few appearances, but he wasn't And then this game. season when he's playing more often, they've they've finished third, I think. Yeah. So it's, it's So like, I just yeah. think that whilst there's nothing wrong with buying players from the Dutch league and we've done very well on, with it under Eric Tanag, there should be some sort of limit here. Mm. I don't think we should just be like just keep getting all these Dutch players in because Eric Tanag knows him and we we, we he'll, he knows that they can fit his system and they'll be good enough to, to challenge because now you've got to raise the bar a little bit as well mm. and I know this might sound like a bit of a contradiction because we, we could have less money than we had last summer but the next stage in United's sort of evolution under Tanag has to be challenging for a title yep. I'm not saying we're going to win a title next season I don't think we will but I want us to be in that conversation by at least the end of March being of April yeah. that's sort of you know United are second <clears> or third and within sort of seven or eight points of the top team mm. uh, again I don't expect us to win it and that only happens if you buy some real quality. And I just don't know. I think that someone like this kid, he might be good enough, he might not be, but I'm a little bit wary when yeah. it's like players that you don't know a lot about. It's another Dutch player. And again, I'm not saying he can't be. It's just, it does concern me a little bit. Yep, Man United Scout says more stats. We average 5.3 possession, um, 5.3% possession less in the second half at home than the first concede 1.8 more shots make 39 less passes have one less shot average okay it's interesting isn't it I think that that probably suggests that a lot of the time we're in the lead going into the second half and allow a bit of pressure against us I would guess do you know yeah, what I mean sort of sitting back a little bit but we need maybe we need to find a way to to not allow that drop off I don't know whether you know look at sort of Arsenal and City and Newcastle I wonder whether they've had the same thing um, where you allow a little bit more possession second half because you're one or two goals up and the opposition might as well go for it yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean you create less chances or, or less likely to score context goals context is key with things yeah. like that good it? to know though yeah it's interesting to know yeah, if it's you've got any more get them sent in if you are sort of chasing a game and you've not got much of the ball and that's a bit of a worry if you've got a comfortable lead or if you're winning and you're quite happy like you say to let some of them have the ball then 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's, it's not that disgusting, is it, really? No. It's not that worrying, to be honest with you. Who else have you got on your list? Kim Min Jae. More updates today from the Daily Mail saying that the move is practically done. This seems like it's got legs. Go it on. does, yeah. 26 year old is thought to be looking for a house to live in. Oh, interesting. What, what a radical concept that is, Jay. A he's house look, to live in? He's looking for a house to live in. Rather than just to look at. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You just live in a big sort of plastic want... tub full of Lego, don't you? Exactly. A house? Yeah. That's crazy talk. Yeah, exactly. And all you eat is omelettes. Yeah. What's that about? Mushroom omelettes and that. Who loves them? Sick. That's all he eats with his little Lego L- box. Liggy, Liggy, living my Lego box, eating mushroom omelettes. Yeah, that's his life. Uh, so he's looking for a house to live in, unlike Jay, uh, so that he can be part of Eric Ten Hag's squad next season because Ten Hag has got a strictly you have to live in a house policy as they look to build on probable Champions League qualification and making the finals of both domestic trophies. That is, I don't know, you know, they've put that in sort of quotes, they're practically done. Do you see this getting done? Do you see, is it odd to you that the first position we are so heavily linked with is a centre-back? It is a little bit. Mm. It doesn't seem like a priority to me. But then you go back to last summer and it wasn't a, necessarily a priority for no. a centre-back. Yet Martinez was kind of the, the main one he went for straight away. Yeah, well, it was, it was Timber to start with, wasn't Sorry. it? And then switch. Yeah. But like that position was the first thing. And a lot yeah. of you looking at it going on, we need a midfielder. Midfielder's mm-hmm. got to be the key. We need desperately need a midfielder. And he was like, no, we need a defence. Like, this guy is my sort of priority. Mm. So it is a little bit surprising. But again, it could be a signing that really benefits the team. Mm. Because you look at it and you think, okay, Varane has still got slight injury issues there. Obviously, Martinez doesn't tend to get injured, even though he has been injured recently, which is a bit of an outlier. Mm-hmm. But if you can get someone in who's top draw, then you've got Lindelof, you've got Kim Min Jae, you've got Varane and Martinez. You spoke earlier about City having a Kanji, mm. having Nathan Ake, having Laporte, having Diaz. Stones, having Diaz. They've got five, really, haven't they? Yeah. I know some of them sometimes Stones will go in midfield, Diaz will go, uh, sorry, Nathan Ake. Ake can play at left back or whatever. Yeah. But they've got five centre backs who are all top draw. Yeah. If we had the four centre backs I've mentioned, I think they're all capable of winning a title. Yeah. Even if it's Lindelof, people might laugh at me. I think him coming in and playing games for Manchester United, he does a good job. So I think actually, if you had Kim Min Jay, Victor Lindelof, Rafael Varane, and Lissandro Miners, I think you'd be laughing. And also, when we talk about what is a priority, if you look about if you look at the amount of times that Martinez and Varane as a partnership has been interrupted or not available this season, between them, Lindelof and Maguire have played sixty games this season. Sixty appearances for Man United. So it's very, very common that one or both of those two centre backs either aren't available, need subbing off, or we want to be able to sub them off, you want to be able to rest them. Sixty appearances for those two. That's pretty much every game. Every game, one or both of Maguire and Lindelof have played some part, pretty much, if you look at the numbers. So, we do, you know, if Maguire leaves and Lindelof is deemed to be of a sort of slightly substandard quality, we definitely need a centre-back as a priority. Just that baby said, um, 
Jaden even mentioned Maguire lol I think Maguire's going yeah I think everyone I've, that's why that. I'm not, I've not mentioned yeah. him I don't think he's up to it and I think he's going to go anyway and another thing as well when you look at centre-backs you look at the way what Man City have done and what Pep's done at City over the last seven or eight years the amount of centre-backs he's bought like you said you've listed those five there Akanji, Ake, Diaz, Laporte uh, and Stones, they're the ones that are there now. But then you had, obviously, company didn't buy him, but he was a, a big part of things. You've had Otamendi, you've had Di Michaelis, you've had um, load, three or four others as well that have come to like You're looking at sort of close to a dozen centre-backs in the last six years, either brought in or moved on or, you know, it's not like we've just stuck with them for, for five years. There's always someone else coming in refreshing, more than almost any other position. I know they've had a few different strikers, but it was Aguero and... Uh, uh, and, and Jesus for a long time and then now we've seen Haaland and Alvarez but other than that it's basically been relatively set in a lot of positions Kyle Walker's been there the whole time De Bruyne's been there the whole time you know Sterling's come and gone but other than like Foden's been there for six years now he's won five times like a lot of them are stick uh, sort of stuck stiff positions the centre-back position has been constantly updated and upgraded so yeah. I think it is a massively crucial part especially if you want to keep possession high up the pitch Centre-backs are so important to that. So I think pretty much every season, you're looking at getting a new centre-back in. City, got in. City had the best team in the league and bought two centre-backs last summer. Oh, one centre-back, and I think Ake was injured a lot of last year, wasn't he? So essentially, they've had the fitness and the new signing of two centre-backs. Like, United aren't near them. One of our centre-backs is old enough and sort of physically weary enough to have had to retire from international football at 30 with Varane. And the other one... Is, is you know excellent up and coming player. Our captain is leaving. We d I think we definitely need a centre back. No, and this kid, like you say, Kim and Jake, seems to fit the bill in a lot of ways as yeah. well. Jimmy F, who's been a member of the academy for 28 months, says, Go on, Jimmy. If we finish the season with Carabao and FA Cup, I want a parade like the Scousers did last season with the same cups. They did, didn't they? They had a parade with the League Cup and the FA Cup. Because they had to book it in before the Champions League final, didn't really? they? With the council. When I was a kid, though, I remember going to a parade just for the FA Cup when I was a kid. Would you do one? I wouldn't. No. I mean, also, if we have one, City will have one. Yeah. They will. They'll probably do it on like the day before, so ours gets cancelled because there's all cups everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> all like plastic. We didn't. Cups it it still annoys me. We didn't have a parade in uh, 2008. I know. That's because the Rangers fans that in the UEFA Cup final wrecking the gaff. So GMP or most. Here's a good idea. Like, let's stop. L let's United stop Man parade. United fans having a parade because of fans from a club that aren't even in Manchester. That's a good idea. That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? How about stop Rangers having a parade in, next time they win something rather than stopping United? That's great. So annoying because that would have been amazing because the 99 parade was Who were they great. playing in the final that year? Do you remember? I, I think it was a Russian team. I can't remember one of the Russians. Sorry, I think, to, or it might sorry be, to just put you I in think that it might be real Zenit St. Petersburg, if memory serves. And Zenit won. Yes, it was then at St. Petersburg and they won 2-0. And there was some trouble. And that was at the city of Manchester Stadium. Uh, see, so if anything, Ban City. Exactly. Ban City's parade, not ours. Because even of Old Trafford. Chavs. We didn't get to have our parade. I love that. <laughs> Just with the Chavs. Re know. Well, wrecking the city centre, I'd say so. Nasty, nasty. Yeah, no need for it. Troublesome. Trouble, troublesome. No one, no one likes that. Uh, if you're going to enjoy yourself and have it, or, or if you're going to show you're angry after a football game, do it politely. Yeah. Um, next up, Aaron Wambasaka to West Ham. Interesting here. This is from the Daily Mail again. David Moyes targets Man United fullback Aaron Wambasaka to strengthen West Ham's defence. He's made 32 appearances for United this season, including 18 in the Premier League. This is from the Daily Mail. 
two things. Firstly, we did a tweet, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, recently, um, asking people to rank and rate Aaron Wambasaka's season out of 10. Yep. I don't I don't have the official figures because it was just in the comments of, but I saw, Jay, I saw a lot of eights. I saw a really? lot of eight out of tens. A lot of people saying started off as a four, ended up as an eight. It's lots of sixes, sevens and eights. Very little fives and fours and threes. It, I think it's relatively, certainly from our um, viewers, um, sort of asserted that wan has had a good season. And yet, start of the year, he looked almost certain to be sold. Do, what do you make of this? Would you be up for him leaving? Do you think we can improve on him? You know, has the second half of the year clouded um, his performances in the first half? What do you make of this situation? I'd be up for him staying, mate. Would you? I think he's a talented defender. And I think that he has improved under Eric Tanag. And I've, I've criticised him in the past, because I think, especially at the far post, leaving his man. Yeah. He's guilty of that so many times, and he's still done it a couple of times this season. But I think in terms of his tackling, his defensive work, on the whole, it's better. Mm -hmm. And I think that if he can continue to progress under Eric Tanag, if Eric Tanag can get a sort of a... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Decent spell out of him that, that continues and continues and continues. Mm. And he can work with him and he can improve the, the attacking element of his game and get him to fit into the system a bit more ideally. Then there's a play there. Mm. And I, I just think we might regret this, especially if we had unlimited budget and we can go and bring in seven or eight players or whatever, or five or six players. Yeah. Then, yeah, you probably would go, right, get a right back in or get rid of both the right backs and bring in maybe two more or whatever. But I think you've got to keep at least one of them. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against keeping Alan Basaka. I actually don't think right back is a massive priority for us. No. I think we've got to sort out, I know it's obvious and everyone will agree. Well, not everyone will agree, but a lot of people already know this. We have got to sort out our attack mm -hmm. and we need another DM more than we need a right back. Mm, I agree. If Casemiro gets suspended for another eight games next season, we can't be relying on McTominay or Fred. No. Well, if, if we lose Casemiro for eight games, we will drop out of whatever competitions take place during those eight games. Yeah. Like, just genuinely. Especially if we're in the Champions League. Is, is terrible. If we're in the Champions League and we had to, we had to play a, a sort of round of 16 against, you know, pick a name, Porto, we would probably lose it if Casemiro yeah. wasn't playing. I know it's unlikely he's going to get another eight-game suspension yeah. or over the course of the season or whatever. He probably won't. But if he is missing, he is 31. If yeah. he does get a knock or if he does get a suspension, which isn't beyond the realm's possibility, you need a DM to come in yeah. who can do a very good job. And we don't have that at the minute. No. You have to move things around and you have to try one of McTominay or Fred, who we know aren't really at the levels that we need them to be in that position. No. I don't think Zidane Iqbal or someone like that comes in. I don't think they're anywhere near. He's not that type of player I mean, He's either. not that type of player and yeah. he's not had any games this season. So no. he's, he's highly unlikely he's going to become the DM for Manchester United next season. So I think you need someone who can come in and at least play sort of 15, 20 games next season. Yeah. So that would be my priority, along with two strikers yeah. and possibly a goalkeeper. To Those four positions I mentioned would all take president, uh, four positions, two yeah. pos three positions and four signings would all take president over a new right back for me. Yeah, I agree. I said this, I said this the other day, but I think 
I'm not saying we will win the Premier League, but if that is the target for United over the next few years, which it should be, you can win a Premier League with a average right back. You ah. can't win the Premier League on, with an sorry. average centre back pairing or an average midfield or an average strike force. Like, you know, maybe Liverpool had an average midfield, but their defence and strike force were both so good and their goalkeeper was so good. Like, I think you struggle to win the Premier League with an average I goalkeeper. I think as well, to be fair, Fabinho had a decent season for the Scousers hmm. when they won the league. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. I think they sort of that was his last really good season. I think he's been on a downward trajectory since yeah. then. But I get your point. Yeah. I, I don't know if you mentioned it. Sorry, I was just looking at a comment. But Fabian Delph played left back for City when they won the yeah. league. And Zinchenko, you know, Zinchenko has won two or three titles yeah. there, and he's a good left back. He's not, but amazing. not much more than no, that. No, you, you make a good yeah. point, and I think that United could do that with Aaron Wan-Bissaka. I'm mm-hmm. not saying he's the best right back in the league. He's not. But he's not the worst. No. And he's certainly not to the point where he would cost you a title. I think if we had a strong enough team and you had Aaron Bissaka, maybe it was Delo for some games as well, because Delo's putting good performances for Manchester United. I know he gets a lot of stick, but he has. Mm-hmm. Then that could work, especially if you don't have the budget and the scope to make as many signings as you want. Mm. Definitely. It's, it's just one of those. Next up, then, Martial to Villa. Um, some rumours going around that um, Villa are looking for a potential low move for Martial. Loan? What's the, why? Does that make any sense to you? Not really. You'd have thought it would have been a permanent move. Mm. I don't get the, the thinking there. What do I, United get out of that? I think the problem is his injury record. Right. I think they're maybe looking and going, the kid's played a quarter of the season this season. Are we just going to give you a load of money and take a punt on him? Probably not. Yeah. With an option is to buy is one United, of the suggestions. Though? We need money now, though, don't we? Mm. I mean, it gets him off the wage bill, and he is on big money. I think he's on about 200k, 250k a week. So there's, what, over the course of a season, about 12, 15, what is it? Yeah, so 12. A million, 12, yeah, a million a month, so that's 12 yeah. million quid. That's not enough, though, is it? You want some money. Mm. And I think, Marshall, you can still get money for him. Mm. I think you could probably get, I think, 15 to 20 million for him. I think that's a lot. But, yeah, so I think definitely north of 10. 100%. Like, you're looking at money... A 27-year-old striker who has scored lots of goals in the Premier League over his career. I think you get decent money for him. Yeah. And he's a if you watch him, he's kind of an exciting player to watch as well. Mm. You know, like the eye test when he's up for it. There's times when you look at him and you go, What are you doing? But he can be one of those players you think that's a little bit of magic for Martial there. Mm. He's got it in him. And as a coach, you might look at that and go, I can get that out of him. Yeah. I can get the 20 goals a season out of Alec Martial. I can get him being a threat for us. Kind of makes sense like, if he went for him. You look at Callum Wilson this season. What is it, 18 Premier League goals he's got for Newcastle? And you think, no offence to Callum Wilson, but I think there's a better player in Martial than there is in Callum Wilson. Do you know what I mean? I would consider Martial to be a better player than him. And yet, he's massively outscored Martial this season. He's had an excellent season. I think there's certainly an equivalent season in Martial to the one Callum Wilson's had this year. Do you know what I mean? Like, quality-wise, I would say Martial's, like you said, on his day, a better player. So, I think there's, you know, possibility a manager looks at him and goes, if Callum Wilson can get 18 Premier League goals, this guy here is not good enough for Man United, but has got something about him, 22 goals in the past in the season, I could do the same with him. And that is probably worth 15 million quid to someone. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's the thing. I think if it was any other position, you wouldn't be looking at it. But because it's a striker, yeah. I think with strikers and strikers who have historically in the, in the past had seasons where they've scored goals, yeah. 
There's always that attraction there. There's yeah. always that part that think the clubs go, could be something there. Yeah. We need we need goals. He could be that that guy because it's so hard. Yeah, because most teams you look at them and you think, well, 22 goals three years ago isn't great, but there aren't many Premier League strikers who have ever got 22 goals in a season. Like people think that a striker gets on oh, 20 to 25 goals a year. No, they don't. Most strikers in the Premier League get 10 to 12 goals a season. Yeah. Like it's. I don't know, it just feels like, oh, you should be getting 20 goals a season if you're a striker. That isn't. That just isn't the case. Most top-level strikers who have a full professional career will score a goal every four or five games. Like maybe one in three if you're pretty good, one in two if you're excellent, and if you're above one in two, you're in that real elite category. But most strikers genuinely look it up. Look at someone who you consider to be a good striker, they're probably getting one in four, one in five. Like I think if Martial can do that, which we know he's capable of on his day, then you know there's uh, a lot of strikers. I'm just looking at it now. Yeah, people you'd say are strikers. You might argue that some of these are attackers. Uh, Alexander Isaac at Newcastle, ten Premier League goals. Yeah, for me, and he's had a good season. I know he's been injured for spells, but he's been he's performed well when he's played, and it's ten goals, which is all right. For Firmino, ten goals. I know he's not an out-and-out goal scorer. Jesus, I know he had injuries, ten goals. Yeah. I'm just trying to look if there's any son. I know again he's not an out and out striker, he plays on the left, but he's a goal scorer, ten. Yeah. Easy for um Crystal Palace, who's again he's had a bit of a renaissance. Ten. Alvarez for City, I know he doesn't start, nine. Nunes for City, n- uh, for Liverpool, sorry, nine. Yeah. So you're right. This is I what think I'm saying, yeah. Ten double figures in the Premier League is usually considered a decent return. Yeah. For in Premier League goals. So if if let's say for example, Marshall goes there and gets ten goals next season or twelve goals next season. Ollie Watkins weighs in with another fifteen. Probably happy with that. Yeah. Villa. If you've got you can challenge for Europe with two strikers getting your ten plus goals. Yeah. So yeah. it can be. I think for United though, the, the the real concern there is the the, the loan. I'm not into loans. Yeah. But what do you do with players that are just constantly injured? I think we're not clubs, in a great bargaining clubs position. Clubs are going to be looking for some sort of insurance policy. Yeah. Um. Before we wrap up, then yes. go on. Wally of the week. I mean, Wally don't really cover it, but the the situation in in La Liga with what was going on with Vinicius Junior yesterday? Was it Valencia that they were playing? Yeah. Um, the sort of racist chanting that was going on from the crowd, and then the response from, you know, the president of the Liga, I think it was, and some of the local media talking about him being a provocateur and how he's unlikable and all these sorts of things as a as a way to excuse fans on mass chanting racist chants to a toward a football player is just horrendous i mean obviously wally is a slightly light-hearted phrase and this isn't this couldn't be more serious but i just think it's unbelievable that there is ever this oh well you know some people were chanting this other word which means something else but you know like people in the press conferences i think carl anchor um, tweeted about it earlier today saying one of the journalists in the press conference after the game was trying to make the point that well not everyone was 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 chanting monkey at him some people were saying something else that sounds similar but but you can hear it you watch it you can see it everyone saw what happened the players hated it the the, the their own teams players hated it like it wasn't up for debate in the time in the moment in the stadium so don't come at me with all this well some people weren't doing it fucking bullshit that is no excuse for anything and i think i still we say it every time but i don't understand how every time there are these incidences whether it be in england or in italy or when people are playing internationally or, or in spain as it was last night that there are still a significant portion of people who go well you know we shouldn't have done this fuck off yeah with just this victim blaming bullshit 
If you are racially abusing someone, there is no excuse for that. And people and players need to be given the support and say, if I was a manager or managers or whoever, the FA, everyone need to say, if this happens and you walk off, you will not face any punishment. And the team's fans who did it will have to play behind closed doors, will take huge fines because I know it's not the club's fault, but there's no other real way to stop it other than to say to the fans, if you do this, your team will be hurt by it. You, because there's no other incentive to people. So you have to, the punishments have to be harsher, consistently harsher. And I think this whole thing of, well, not everyone, fuck off. It's no. absolute bullshit. I, I completely agree. And equally infuriating was the response from the, I think the president of La, La Liga, yeah. Javier Tebas Medrano. He said, he sort of quoted Vinicius Jr. speaking about it on Twitter. And he said, this is, this is what the, the president yeah. dude, Medrano said, or Medrano, sorry. Since those who should not explain to you what it is and what it can do, I, this is going through translate if it's yeah. a little bit broken English. La Liga, in cases of racism, we have tried to explain it to you, meaning Vinicius Jr., but you have not shown up for either of the two agreed dates that you requested yourself. Before criticising and insulting the Liga, it is necessary that you inform yourself properly, Vinicius Jr. Do not let yourself be manipulated and make sure you fully understand each other's competencies and the work we have been doing together. So it's almost victim blaming. Them, Great, yeah. It's like you know, really coming off the off with the defensive there. Like, well, we, you know, you think we're bad. He ain't even turned up. So what? No, why so should what? he turn up if he thinks you're not going to do anything anyway? It's just, and also just that's stupid. irrelevant. Yeah, absolutely you need to irrelevant. Get a what's going? I agree with you. Listen, I'm not. I'm not using one for saying ban fans and do that. But when it comes to that kind of thing, of course you should. Of course you should. You saw it, there was the guy doing the monkey stuff towards Fred. Yeah. And he got banned and it annoyed me when everyone was saying, oh, well done City. What do you mean well done? That's the minimum you do, ban him for life. Yeah. You know, should be set foot in the stadium. And I think that you, you, you're you talking there about a scenario where clubs will get punished. And that would that would cause fans, if they saw fans doing that, to yeah. say, don't do that, pack that in. Yeah. You've kind of got that in England anyway. Not everywhere. Believe me, I'm the last person that's going to tell you racism doesn't exist at football games in England. But I do think it isn't accepted. I've got a lot of football games home and away, and especially at Old Trafford. I think, by and large, if you see someone being racist, you're going to get someone Someone will say something someone about saying, it, usually. Yeah, what yeah. are you doing? Pat that in, yeah. and I'm being kind there. It's probably going to be a lot worse than that. They might end up getting the jaw snapped. And I think that that is the sort of attitude we have in this country, certainly at United, towards people being racist. There was some sort of stat where it said a lot of people or more people have been arrested at Old Trafford for racism than any other ground. And I thought, I don't consider Old Trafford a particular racist ground. I think a lot of that is people grassing them up. And I don't yeah. blame you for grassing up racists. I don't. Saying, no, I'm not having that. Yeah. I get it. I think in Spain, from what we gather, it's kind of accepted. Where if you, if the guy next to you is being racist, the chances are you're joining in with him or not saying anything. And I think you need to sort of encourage people to put the foot down and say, no, nah, we're not going to have that. And if it is punishing the cl club, yeah. or if it is teams walking off, we saw it with the England team once, didn't they, when they walked off. I think Carlo Ancelotti spoke about after the game and he said we should have just walked off. And I'm all for it. Yeah. I don't like seeing football getting stopped. I don't like seeing fans that haven't done anything wrong being punished. But if that's what it's going to take, we need to do something. Because you can't have thousands of people chanting monkey or whatever towards black people. You just can't have that. No. It's just unacceptable. And to be honest with you, they're even thicker than they look. Because all they're doing is harming their own league. Yeah. That league already is playing catch up with the Premier League. You can't be affording, or you can't afford, sorry, to lose the likes of Vinicius Jr. and players like that. You can't afford for players to look at Spanish La Liga and go, don't want to go there because it's racist. That's yeah. going to hurt your league. Yeah. It's not going to make it better. It'll make it worse. 
So they need to get a grip of it. So my worry would be this President Madonna, whatever his yeah. name is, because he's just an absolute nana. Thanks to everyone who got involved in the comments and the chat. Um, sorry, just quickly before we um, wrap up. Don't know if I read this one. Pratish in the Super Chat says, if we get neither Kane or Cement, then who do you go for? That's the $64,000 question. Quickly, Joe, any, any ideas? Uh, if it's not those two. <sighs> don't know. Uh, who's a big, someone who's guaranteed goals that it would be remotely available that isn't them? I don't know. I can't think of any. Genuinely can't. Can you think of a striker that's... I mean, I know Osman's not guaranteed goals, but he's a goal scorer. He's got 20-plus this season. I mean... I think you'd have to go for a... Who is it? A who bit is of a stopgap yeah. or something. Maybe you get... I know it's not great, but someone like Mitrovic or someone like that. Just yeah. a stopgap. Yeah, I just think, someone I think who comes in for at least a season yeah. who can get your goals because you can't rely on Martial on Vote Vegos no. and that doesn't work for me. Again, I'm not saying we should go out and buy Alexander Mitrovic. I'd have to have a think and yeah. come up with better. I'm just saying but yeah, the, the options are very limited. get you goals in the meantime. Yeah. Joe, where can people find you? Uh, Sloppy Joe's podcast on um, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. Make sure you check that out. Very funny podcast. Thank Nowhere you. to find me as well, so make sure you are hitting like, share and subscribe. Big thanks to Manscaped for sponsoring this podcast as well. Go and check out the link in the uh, description using the code, is it Devils20? Correct. Devils20 there. If you get 20% off, and free shipping. That's been Joe. I've been Jay. This has been the Paddock Podcast. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.